Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Petralis, and we are super excited for today's guest. Uh, you know, I first came about this guest, uh, I was, I think, reading the paper online, and it was a, an article about him and, and what had happened, and we'll talk a lot about that today, uh, but was a standout football player at St. John's Prep, was a three-sport athlete, uh, 3.5 GPA, won a couple Super Bowls as a football player over there, all-conference honors. So someone who definitely on the athletic playing field as well in the classroom just shined and, um, you know, really just kind of dominated sports that he participated in and had a lot of choices for college and, uh, you know, had a few things that happened. So just a really interesting story, a really nice kid and uh, interested to really learn more about him today. So uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, football player now at Union, um union college matthew mitchell hey what's up everybody glad yeah, to we, be here. yeah Appreciate go ahead our intro yeah not a bad intro right not a bad intro that's pretty good okay i i get a lot of compliments for my intros but i think it's important i think we got to pump you up a little bit you know there's a lot to talk yeah, about sure. here and yeah. Um, you know, I'm excited. I think we have a, our audiences you now. We range from like 18 to 44, is like it is like even across the board a third, a third, a third. So, we do have a yeah. lot of young kids that listen. That I think your story will be really interesting today. So, uh, one one thing that I i, I kind of want to start out, I mentioned that you went to St. John's Prep, uh, you know, which is in Danvers, and uh, you're a Medford kid. I, I know you're from Medford. Do you do you live in do you live in Medford when you were going to St. John's Prep? Yeah, I did. I did live in Medford. Now, um, where did you go to school, like elementary and middle school wise? So middle school was at I was at Prospect Hill in uh, wow. Somerville. So okay. After that, uh, they just started the prep. They just started the sixth grade. My brother was he was a wrestling and baseball player at St. John's. So my mom was like, "You got to go too." So. I was the first sixth grade class over at St. John's. Oh wow! So you were there for like a while. That's more than more than usual. So what's your what was your wake up time to get to school? Because that's not an easy commute either. Um. So they had a bus that that picked us up right at Medford City Hall. Oh wow! Yeah. So we were actually the first stop. What was it like? I had to be there at like six thirty. So I was up at like six. Five yeah. Minutes. Yeah. You were getting like the every last minute you could before you knew you had to get up and get mm-hmm. the bus. Yeah, I get it. Um, we were the last stop home, too. So I, I didn't get home. till about six, six thirty. So that's something they work out with the school that the school will literally come down and get you and, and bring you up to school. I mean, that's. Yeah, they got buses that go everywhere. So. They got a lot of money, I guess. <laughs> um, so obviously you made a choice to go over there and you were a standout. I mentioned three sport athlete. You know, I kind of want to focus a little bit on football just because, you know, I think the big the big story is there. Um, but you I you arguably, I mean, I shouldn't even say arguably, you play in the toughest high school football conference there is in the state. I mean, every single one of those schools are very good every year that you're playing. Um, you know that when it comes down to those D1 or D2 Super Bowls, these teams from your conference in it. You were able to win two Super Bowls. I watched your huddle film. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so just talk about your time there, winning a couple Super Bowls, just how you maybe developed as a person uh, as well as a football player being in that program. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I owe a lot to St. John's, I'd say. Um, you know, at first I really didn't think I wanted to be a football player. I had my heart, um, I had my heart set on baseball. You know, I thought I was gonna play D one baseball, go to the big leagues and all that. Um, but you know, yeah, freshman year, actually I started playing football. My first year was foot football was in the middle school. So I was coming up through that system. Um, freshman year, they actually pulled me up on varsity. Um Playing, I was just playing DB, played in the JV games, traveled to the varsity games. Um, we won a Super Bowl that year. Um, that was, you know, that was a good little experience. I saw what happened. I already been through the grind. And the next year, sophomore year, uh, did it again. This time I got to see the field. Um, you know, then junior year was COVID. And then senior year, I mean, it didn't turn out like, how we want it, but you know, you know, I was glad to have played, got through that season, especially with my diagnosis at the end of senior year. You know, God is good though. So, yeah. But you know, like I said, I owe a lot to St. John's. Um, growing up in that program, like, like you said, you you playing the best teams, like you know what you sign up for. Um, so. Competition was never something that I was afraid of. And I don't think anybody at St. John's or any of the schools that we play are afraid of competition. So I love that. I do. And so as a defensive back, obviously to me it's a mentality, right? Like you're what are you like five nine, five ten? Yeah, I'm like five eight. Okay. Okay. So so obviously is your is your I was defensive back coach for a really long time. So like I could talk defensive backs on a whole episode, but um it's a mentality, you know, especially man to man. Everybody likes to play. Was there a receiver that you went against in your time there that was just like you wanted that matchup? It was a big matchup. They might have been a real good receiver that you were just like, Hey, I can't wait for this matchup. And if so, what was the result or just the experience? Mm. In terms of on my team, um, I you know there was always a head to head battle with Jesse O'Fury. I was like, I was I was always calling him out. You know, he was a big dude, and I wanted him. He was the he was the little kid, but he was the big dude, so I wanted him. Um, but on other teams, I don't know. I wanted you know I wanted everybody. I wanted all the good. <laughs> I guess some of the big games, um, definitely Preston's enter. He was just like, we played them, we played them twice a year, every year. So I guess he he was somebody that I was gonna face. Um, you know the CM receivers like like I anybody, yeah, like okay, yeah. like I get it. Everybody, you know, what I think that that's you know it's interesting because that's competition. I mean, you're going against you're seeing out of you know, um, seeing out of your conference. I mean, that's where kids are all going D one and playing some serious college football and um at all different positions. So yeah, like you said, going against anybody, obviously CM over the last few years has transformed new head coach and, you know, that program kind of picks up right from where, you know, ever left off, I guess, in a sense. So uh, totally understand that. Now you mentioned in, in, when you were talking, you kind of talked about at the end of your senior year, your diagnosis and what you were referring to 
is is cancer you know you had a um I, I watched like the special interview, the interview that you had on channel four. Uh, it was pretty like emotional. I know you got emotional at times, but uh, I, and if I make a mistake here, just correct me. Um, but um, they, they, they originally thought it was like a cyst on your face, if I'm not mistaken. And then eventually realized that it was cancer. And I know you had like a radiation mask and everything else. And so it's, I guess my first question to you is obviously, what were your feelings when that, when you got that diagnosis, like you heard that this is what you had. And, you know, obviously you were ready to play at that next level and play college football. And this is a road bump for you. So I'm sure emotionally it was a really tough thing that happened for you. So I just want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first heard about it or when I first found out, my dad told me and I just like, like, he didn't even use the words cancer, lymphoma, nothing like that. He was just like, you know, we're going to take a different approach to this cyst on your face, you know? And I was, like, trying to get it out of him. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And then eventually, you know, they told me. But um, at first, it's just like, you know, okay, what does this mean? That was, like, my first thought. Like, okay, what does this mean? Like, what is the next couple of months of my life going to look like? Am I going to be able to go to school? The answer to that was obviously no, but, um, you know, you just try to, at first, like, it's just, you try to just, um, just grasp it, honestly, just, yeah. Like, so like just, try to just accept it. Um, yeah. it's like nothing you could do at that point. You just like, it's still a lot of questions that I had, for myself you know it's like what's the next steps like how many times am I going to be in and out of the hospital like what do I have to do like am I going to lose my hair um yeah and how am I going to feel like how will this affect me playing football um all that but you know at the end of the day put it in God's hands so Hopefully he was going to make a way. Now, now you mentioned like treatment and everything else. So what did treatment look like for you? Like how often were you having it, the intensity of it? And you mentioned those questions that you had, um, you know, I mean, I guess how you feel too. I know that you can get real sick from, you know, treatment sometimes too. So just, uh, you know, wanted to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So um, the, so the treatment wasn't really like the worst the worst process for me what the the worst part of the process was mostly mostly just finding out like what's in my face um you know they had taken a couple samples samples and they were like you know we still don't have enough we still don't know fully like what type of cancer this is we know that it's some type of lymphoma but we're not sure like what type it is um and so we did procedure after procedure. Then we finally got the surgery. And then, but I was in and out of the hospital the whole summer, just like maybe two to four times a week, just meeting with doctors, taking blood, um, checking in, stuff like that. Um, after that, it was really just like, okay, how do we proceed from here? And they were like, all right, we're going to do this treatment, did the treatment. And I'm 
back in school in January. So it's amazing, you know, because obviously I think at those times is that mental aspect of it, right? Like you obviously taking that news and getting that news and trying to grasp it and understand it and own it and realize that this is, you know, the next step in my life that I wasn't expecting. But you obviously wanting to pursue a college uh, football career and, and being able to get there and going through treatment and being able to do so and enrolling in school. And I know you're at Union now. I guess for you, like, how did the recruiting process then work? Like, obviously, this happened after football. Was Union a school that you were committed to before your diagnosis? Or was it a school that maybe just, like, stuck around when everything kind of happened? I mean, talk about the decision that you did decide to go to Union why you made that. Mm. So my decision to go to Union, um, I actually committed before my diagnosis, um, committed in like February. Okay. Um, you know, I, I had a couple of schools on my radar. I was looking at like Union, Colby, Stonehill. Um, and, you know, I, I visited every school. I was, I liked them all. Um, I just came here and Union felt like home, just felt like, you know, the place I wanted to be. It also has, you know, a lot of stuff for my major, you know, I'm an economics major and I'm, you know, I'm here for the connections as well. Um, building connections is what I did at St. John's and, yeah. you know, what I plan to do here. So, um, but like I said, you know, they welcomed me. Um, it's been like family, you know, there's actually a couple of kids who are on my, St. John's team who graduated with me that are here too. Oh, wow. Okay. I made it a little easier to make my decision, but you know, that's great. Yeah. And so you're there now. And I mean, talk about just getting back into it. I know obviously you're there. Spring ball hasn't started yet, but obviously you're probably having some classroom stuff or some, you know, playbook stuff. And uh, so talk about just you getting back into the swing of things. You had a huge battle and battled cancer. And here you are now at the other end, you got, you pursued your dream. I mean, that's great that, you know, you committed to union and they stuck with you, you know, during that whole process too, which is great. Um, I think that speaks a lot about them as a program as well. So, you know, hats off to them for that. Um, but for you, you know, obviously facing this next journey, I mean, talk about just you getting mentally back into football a little bit now, now that you've overcome what you have. Yeah. So at first, um, you know, all your friends, like I was, I graduated, all your friends are at school during the fall. So I guess like the only thing on my mind was just like, how can I stay busy? Like, what can I do? You know, um, so I ended up picking a job, picking up a job that fall. Um, I also um, uh, got my license in um, insurance and producing, and I'm working as a financial consultant now. Um, That's great. Yeah. So it was really just like, how do I keep busy? Just like keep my mind in the books, make sure I'm just not sitting around, you know, doing nothing. So I was trying to just work out, work, make a little bit of money when I could, keep my head in the books. Um, make sure, you know, your your mind never just, like, slips off because, you know, it's just so easy to be like, why am I here? Like, right. why is this happening to me? 
Um, so it was just really keeping myself busy, staying positive. That's unreal. I mean, just hearing, you know, doing a lot of reading and doing a lot of writing or, you know, doing things that are your hobby. I mean, economics, you mentioned, is that like, what do you, what do you know what you kind of want to pursue in that realm? Or are you kind of just wide open right now to just kind of seeing where it takes you? Yeah, I'm just, you know, seeing it, seeing where it takes me. Like I said, I'm doing this. Um, I'm working at a, as a financial consultant right now. Um, honestly, trying to learn how to build an agency, build a business. Um, but, you know, just like try to try to better yourself, just trying to be the best, you know, at everything that I get into, you know. Just bring that competitive aspect that you have in athletics to everything, whether it's in the classroom, whether that's on your job. So I really believe in that. That's great. I mean, and obviously that's kind of a mentality of your position. I mean, let's face it, in a lot in a lot of teams now when they go against spread, there's a lot of man being played across the board. So there is a competitive aspect to your position. For you as a coverage guy, you're your five eight guy. I mean, what's your preference coverage? Like if you were if you got to sit in a coverage all game long, would it be playing man, playing zero, one on one? Or were you more yeah. like a cover two guy jamming on the line? I mean, where are you kind of at as far as preferred coverage? Nah, you can ask everybody. I press. I press. Unless coach says otherwise, I press. Um, yeah. But like you said, um, being a DB definitely helped, you know. Every once in a while, the guy's going to catch the ball. Yeah, you got to come back the next play. You know, every once in a while in life, life's going to tear you down. But at some point, you got to get back up, you know. Yeah. That's great. And we, so when you press on the line, are you like head up, you play inside shoulder? I mean, talk about your pressing technique. I'm just interested. I'm a D-back guy, so I love playing. If it's up to me, we'd be sending the house and playing zero. Like, that's just how yeah. we play if we have it. Oof. You got good questions, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm inside leverage for sure. You know, I do it just like, just like the prep teaches. Inside leverage, splitting the guy. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Offhand jam and then eyes straight out his hips. So do you talk? Are you a talker? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Depends on the game. It depends on the game. Um, is there a um, line you go to like when you like bat a ball down? During practice. I'm a big I'm a big I'm a big talker during practice. I do not like receivers during practice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's a mentality <laughs> of the position, right? Some, some games though. Some day, some games, yeah. Coach, we have coaches, you know. He's like, calm down, calm down. But some games, I am really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes you just feel it. I mean, sometimes you know when you can like yap a little mm. bit and kind of right. that competitive side too. So I get it. I totally get it. Um. So is defensively, as you're kind of seeing the playbook that you're in now, stylistically, do you feel like you're a good fit for what you're seeing Union defensively? What do you guys look like uh, as far as defensive front goes? Yeah, I think we play a little different up here. Um, talking to the guys, we play a little more uh, cover three, cover four. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm here to play football. Yeah. You know, no matter what we're playing, you know, I still got a job to do. I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability. So 
Now, uh, I mean, cover four is so interesting because so many times when I mean, cover four could be essentially man to man if there's like verticals going down the field. But uh, I felt like at the high school level, anyways, playing like a tight cover four sometimes throw teams off, whether you're in man or playing like a zone. And uh, so it's interesting to hear that at the collegiate level that a lot more teams are, are playing cover four um, defensively. So that's real cool. Uh, you know, for you, like obviously getting mentally into a game locker room pregame, obviously there might be rituals. So I'll ask you this question in two parts. Cause I'm interested. Part one is what are your pregame rituals? How early are you get in there? Do you have a certain thing? And two, who are you listening to on the headphones? What's your go-to song that you're getting out there and getting a little juiced up to? Okay. Good, good question. You know, I haven't done this in a while, but I'd say pregame rituals at the prep was definitely was just I go to I go to Duncan before every game, get <laughs> cheese on a on a croissant. Um, those were for the Saturday games. For the Friday games, I always I would always get me like one of those sandwiches from there, there was like this little shop. In the I don't know if you've ever been in the wellness center, but there's a little shop that used to sell these sandwiches. Sometimes they'd be good. Yeah. I've been there a few times. No, I've only been like uh like above the gym. Like I think we were overseeing like a gym or a pool or something, but like it was for like football actually. It was for like who was playing each other in the non-qualifier. So I've only mm-hmm. seen a little bit, but it's like a college complex. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a little setup over there. <laughs> a little setup. <laughs> and and what song? What's a song or a big song or an artist that you're kind of bumping maybe before a game that's getting you a little juiced up? Ooh. Artist. You could throw out a few. I mean, there's a few that you listen to. Oh. Okay. So this 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 is like two. So the first person I listen to probably is No Cap for sure. Um, but for any of you gospel listeners, um, some Hezekiah Walker for the game really get me going. Wow, that's and so interesting. I, that's so interesting. That's what I play in the car. That's what I play in the car. That's okay. What I so. That's great. I mean, there's always different mentalities out there, and some song is just being it's soothing, or some songs that it's uh, you know, just get hit you a little differently than maybe it does other people. So that's I, I love that question because there's always a different answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you obviously talked about being a, a pretty physical corner and playing on the line and jamming. Is there like an NFL corner right now that you kind of would say the game you like to emulate or someone that? Uh, you really enjoy watching or thinks that it is a, a real good corner? There's a lot. Um, I I definitely say my favorite player is definitely Jalen Ramsey. Like, it's just nobody doing what he's doing. Um, and, you know, he talked that talk, but he can definitely back his game up. So that's somebody who's swag. Like, I really just, like, want to emulate no yeah yeah it's interesting you know i mean i feel like there's just so many corners in the league now that are starting to emerge and i mean truthfully 
as much as you say spread offenses are being ran at all three levels, I mean, defensively, you're also learning how to go against spread offenses and all different types of coverages and schemes and so on. So you're developing too as a defensive back of what you're going to see, different row combinations, you know, what coverage you're playing. So, you know, you are starting to see a lot more corners emerge, big physical corners or small corners that can play really good inside leverage, like, because they're also seeing it forever too like they're seeing every route and how it's ran and how guys get off the line and so you are seeing these corners that like a Jalen Ramsey and um you know others over the years that just like can shut number ones down across the board yeah for sure um now I'll ask you this because obviously this is like you know kind of connecting what what you talked about earlier I mean mentally uh for you like here we are right now having this conversation about everything that you have gone through. I mean, think about where you were and where you are now. Maybe talk about, because I know in football, mental toughness is something that is the hardest thing for a coach to coach because as much as you try to coach it, sometimes mental toughness, you either have it or you don't. Uh, and what you've gone through and where you are now, I think, is the example of of mental toughness. So talk about maybe what you have learned about yourself over the last year plus of what you've gone through and where you are now. Yeah, for sure. You know, I really thank God for everything he, that he's just done for me and put put me through in my life. You know, I definitely feel like he has overprepared me for this moment. Like you talk about mental toughness, like I'm a wrestler. I, yo, my, when, if you've been to my wrestling events, you hear my dad, like, <laughs> yeah, like mental, like discipline, all that, just like playing three sports all year round, just like having to keep your grades up. It just, you know, all just, at the end of the day, it all just comes together, you know. At some point, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna look up and be like, "Wow, you know, I'm ready." You know, like during wrestling season, it was not not fun sometimes. You know, when you're not eating, and and you're like, you got to go out there, and then you got to wrestle some sweaty dude. And but cutting like, weight, I mean, cutting weight's a mentality. Yeah. I mean, it's a mentality of what you can and can't put into your body a day or two before your your event. It's it's a whole different mentality, right? And my senior year, I was, I like that. That's when I first started to feel the effects of like, um, the cancer was like during my wrestling season. Like that's when I had like the big bubble on my face. I mean, I was losing a lot of weight, but I th- I thought it was normal, but you know, I just. Like you look back and you're like, you know what? I went through that. I'm glad I'm done, but I'm glad I did it. You know, yeah. and it really, it really does make you better, make you a better person. You know, as well as strengthen your mind. I believe so. Oh, I think that's great. I mean, you talk about you kept yourself busy and you kept your mind busy when you were going through treatments, and obviously taking in that news that you received about what was going on with you. So. Um, you know, the mind's like a motor. I mean, the more the motor is running, the more it's working, the more it's 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 fine. You know, shutting it down and mentally can be really difficult. So uh it seems like you are the epitome of mental toughness. 
What would be your your advice to young high school athletes out there when it comes to facing adversity? You know, whether it's a bad injury or something that you've gone through or anything else. I mean, what's your advice to young high school athletes as far as you know taking that on? Man, I you know I'd really just say, you know, when you see a challenge in life, you know, don't be like afraid, like. If, you, if there's a challenge in life, like learn to accept it and and you know learn how to become a better person because of your you know because of what you're going through, like make the most out of your situation and honestly, you know that's that's honestly what kept my head above water, kept my mind positive was just you know trying to keep myself busy how I can better myself in this, in this, in my time of despair, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, and it's understanding too, that like, yeah, I mean, kind of even going back to what we said before, it is a mental toughness and being able to just understand that what you have to overcome to achieve or, or get what it is that you're trying to achieve. And, um, you know, to see what you've gone through. I mean, I watched a little, um the clip that was from channel four and i read a couple articles and you know i had reached out to you because i just think your story was so interesting you went through a lot and i just know for a young high school kid who has aspirations playing at that next level that sometimes news like that can be so tough that it does knock you off track and never you never get back on that track and to see that you kind of came went through that and faced that adversity and here you are now playing at the school that you committed to before you had received your diagnosis, uh, I think it's just really cool to see. And I appreciate you coming on here today and, and chatting with us. Hey, I appreciate it as well. You know, I have fun talking with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, the best of luck to you. When spring ball starting for you guys? I think it starts the 23rd of April. I know it starts that week. So, yeah. And what's yeah. just like, what's going through your mind right now? Like, I mean, it's a couple of weeks away for you. It's been over a year plus of not being on the field. So talk about the opportunity of just getting back on there. Like I said, I can't wait. I just, I just want to play, you know, it's all fun from here on out. So, you know, I just want to get on the field. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been working out, trying to find some time when there's some good weather out out here in upstate New York, but, um, now nah, I feel good. I feel healthy. Um, I just want to play at this point. That's great. That's awesome to hear, man. Well, listen, like for real, like any like clips that you have, uh, from practice or that you guys tape or in game or whatever special teams, like feel free to send it to us. We uh, post clips all over our Instagram and Twitter. So anything you want to throw at us, please do. We love to give you the shout out and love and seriously, like your story is amazing. I'm really glad we were able to get you on here today and you know, the best of luck to you for real. I hope that you succeed and, and accomplish what it is, whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish over the next four years. For sure. For sure. I send over those clips. Yeah. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I love uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Like I said, anytime, anything you want to send over, we're here. So uh, from Beyond Podcast, I'm your host, Anthony Petralis, guys. Until next time.